And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Come on in, guys, and welcome to No Buffs, the ten. 10- thousandth podcast about the greatest television show ever made survivor i'm je skeets rolling with three fellow tribe members first up he's got a beard like rupert and he rips more lips than ozzy and i'm talking about fish lips okay you sickos <laughs> we got trey kirby Hey-o. hey hey yo. yo we got our super producer from no dunks and more importantly a super survivor fan jd hello there he is and look at this this is pretty damn epic we are ecstatic to welcome to the No Buffs Tribe, the executive producer at Crooked Media, cranking out the hits on Take Line, all caps, and his new pod, X-Ray Vision. He loves Ethan. <laughs> it is Jason Concepcion. What's up, Jason? It is a delight to be here. Oh, my goodness. What were you actually showing us there for all the, uh, the live streamers? This is a, uh, so this is a, a postcard that I got from uh, the great and legendary Ethan Survivor, looking handsome through wow. uh, three stages of his life. Beautiful. I got this because I bought a I bought a Survivor T-shirt from his uh, internet <laughs> store. Yep. And then he was kind enough to send me two signed postcards. I didn't even ask for him; he just did oh, it. What a nice guy! That. Wow. What look a guy. at those locks too. Love oh, Ethan. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. So look, I uh, I listed all the shows that you're knocking out of the park, Jason. But you still have time to do a Survivor podcast here with No Buffs. And I want to point out right now, everyone, this isn't just for the premiere episode here of No Buffs. It's not like Jason is a guest. Jason is here all season long breaking down these episodes. My man, you must love Survivor. It's just fun to talk about. It's like a vacation within a show for me. You know, as I'm looking at beaches, I'm looking at beautiful uh, ocean views, I'm looking at palm trees, I'm looking at uh, bug bites. It's like I'm on vacation. <laughs> well, would you go on Survivor? You know, it's funny you ask. I've I've thought about it. If I would have to, if the opportunity ever seriously presented itself, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to try and be on it. Okay. I think I'd be okay. I think I'd be decent, but I I. I would consider it. Okay. Uh, you would, would be you, a fan would you, favorite. And yeah. I think people would recruit you. They're going to see this podcast say, oh, we can get Jason? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be on Survivor. Well, let's call it now. Season 44 or something like that. You're going to be out there. And you better make me your loved one visit. I'll tell you that. Oh, no, okay. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, this is my, my other bit that I have with my partner and my other Survivor friends is when the loved one visits or the letter or whatever come out yep. and everybody's like, weep, like, oh, my God. I'm just going to be like. Yo, what's up? <laughs> hey. Yo. Stone cold. Hey. Good to see you. <laughs> no hug. Found. Yeah, no, says, no hug. Just like a fit. Just like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um, all right, guys. Let's get into this. So I'll let everybody know the schedule here for No Buffs. Okay. Every 
Wednesday night, Survivor is on. Everybody knows that if you're a Survivor fan. We will not be going live right after the show. We're going to leave that to the Survivor experts. You got to leave that to the know-it-alls there in in Rob and Stephen Fishback and all that. Rob has a podcast. We'll do our breakdowns, TK, the next day. You know, I know, Trey, you like a... I don't know, you get like a couple hours to digest what we just saw, talk it over maybe a little bit, formulate your thoughts. So the plan is every Thursday is when we'll all jump on together around this time. Let's call it 5.30, 6 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock on the, on the West Coast. And that's when we'll do it, TK. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, now that it's in a podcast and an official podcast, we got to take it way more seriously. So we need those extra few hours, Skeets, yep. to watch it through a second time and really break down the intricacies <laughs> yes, yes. of what may happen. You're you right. think I'm not going to be dipping into the Ponderosa breakdowns afterwards at this That's point? Right. That's like a press conference <laughs> after a game. We got to get all of the <laughs> sicko stuff into this uh, because if we're going to blow it out, we got to blow it out. I mean, this can serve as our audition tapes, our four audition tapes for <laughs> yeah. trying to get onto the island by talking strat and just entertaining the people out here. Oh, I like that. Uh, I know for this one, and we'll get into it with all the details of, of Survivor 41, there's no more like tribal themes, right? There's no right. brain versus beauty versus or, or the, the hustlers versus heroes. There's none of that. They're just going with Survivor 41. But who's to say it doesn't come back, JD? And there's like a podcasters versus uh, television hosts or, you know, versus radio personalities. So this might be our tribe is what I'm saying. Uh, absolutely. I, like I can't wait I like for that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I actually, I kind of miss, I, I'm going to miss the subtitles. I have to say. Oh, you, first, you were a fan. You're a fan of well, like Survivor 37, David versus Goliath. You like that? I mean, never, actually, no, really, because I'd go, <laughs> oh, this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Right. right? Like this is uh, this is. But then I would always get into it. And then I always like the sort of the the prison, the Stanford prison experiment thing where, that happened where it's like, oh, hey, I'm Gen X. And that's how we Gen X do this. You know, right. yeah. all of a sudden, oh, I'm a hustler because that's what you know, that's what I do. I'm a healer. So I heal, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I liked the way people sort of pigeonholed themselves into whatever Jeff Probst decided they were going to be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm blue collar. That's how we do things, you know. I'm so, no uh, collar, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. I love yoga. I'm no collar. Yeah, some of them were bangers, right? Like David versus Goliath, great one. I thought millennials yeah. versus Gen X, great one. Yep. But then mm-hmm. heroes, hustlers, healers, like yeah. what does that even mean? I would think yeah. a healer would probably be a hero. Uh, you got to hustle to do it, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe if you say we're never going back to a theme, nobody expects it, and then you can spring a great one. Yeah, on. that's I, right. I think you're right. I, I maybe, uh, well, we'll get into the entire cast, but maybe Survivor 41 is everybody's just 41 years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oldies. So, yes. okay, okay, guys. So here's what we're doing with uh, No Buffs. We're dropping this first one here in the No Dunks uh, YouTube feed, in the podcast feed, but we have set up, or we're in the process when it comes to Spotify, of setting up a solely Survivor-oriented No Buffs channel, both on YouTube <laughs> and Apple, and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So go seek that out. No buffs. And that's where all the rest of these are going to go. But we had to start this one in the No Dunks feed. Okay. So we're talking all Survivor 41 here. The details, the players will make predictions, which we were talking about offline. Yeah. is damn near impossible. Yeah, Jason. It's like, ah, I don't know. I'll go with him or her. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll try and pick a first boot too. That's just as difficult. But before we get to the actual season and all the little twists we have for this one. 
I thought it would be fun to look at this. I mean, Trey, you already said it. This is like our, uh, you know, our, our reel that we're sending in to Jeff Probst and the Survivor producers that we sort of go over why or how we became Survivor fans, maybe share some of our favorite seasons, players, moments, and all that. So, J- Jason, you get us started. I yeah. want, I want like it is a little resume, name, age, occupation, describe yourself in three words, and then your biggest pet peeve before we talk about your Survivor past. Oh, gosh. So my name is Jason Concepcion. I'm 41, Survivor 41. Uh, I started watching, I started watching, uh, I watched the original season because of all the buzz and everything. I got Mm -hmm. hooked onto it. And then I kind of fell away, I would say, after uh, Pearl Islands. What was Mm -hmm. the race war? I think it might have been race war. That was 13, Cook Islands, maybe? Right, Cook Islands. So I kind of like started to fade out, was in and out at that time. Got back in a big way you know around the day around millennials versus gen x david versus goliath second chance era yep uh and then i've just been back on the train and i think and you know honestly it's one of the best binges that you can have in during uh, these quarantine days that we've had over the last year i just have been going through them and just running down survivor after survivor after survivor i am watching heroes versus healers versus hustlers right now and it's mm. fun I nice. just recently watched David's vs. Goliath. It's a great time. Nice. Oh, God, this guy is getting ready for the new season here. Okay, how would you, uh, again, how would you describe yourself? You're a Survivor contestant in three oh, words. Wow. What's a little bio? Uh, I think that I am, a, I have a good social game, a strong social game. I'm the, I'm sowing chaos. I'm out here trying to like <laughs> stir the pot to get people paranoid. So hopefully I can continue to slip through okay okay a little little finger like or something like that okay uh and biggest pet peeve what's it saying uh biggest pet peeve on the uh people who are bossy okay Mm. excellent Mm. so with all that out of the way who is your all-time favorite survivor player jason uh denise i think it's denise wow number one shortest, one. Number one shortest player to ever win survivor at five foot even which is huge actually like has when you tell people that i think they're shocked she has such a huge physical she just has a huge yeah. presence she's a big mm-hmm. presence one of my favorite uh tribal final speeches of all time when she mm-hmm. came in and was just like listen I'm not gonna apologize for anything that I've done I've betrayed some people here I've lied to some people here but I'm not gonna apologize it's like I love you that's the shit um, she is just fantastic played the game with generosity but also ruthlessness had I think you could argue one of the maybe the best single move in Winners at War um, uh, getting uh, the queen out I, I yep. just uh, one of my favorites everybody seems to love her uh, plays with a joy and a thoughtfulness and not afraid to get down and dirty. Big fan. All right. Didn't see that coming. Denise, winner of uh, Survivor Season 25, the Philippines. 25, that's, uh, yeah. that's when like her and Malcolm were like yeah. the uh, yes. sort of like a, a crazy one too that maybe a yeah. lot of people didn't see coming. Okay. Um, favorite, this is awesome because you've been watching a lot of these recently. Favorite Survivor season, if you had to pick one. Very difficult. I know they're all amazing, but what would you pick? <sighs> I guess you know heroes versus villains for the for the kind of bridging of old school to new yep. school, um, just like gangbuster play, legendary cast, JT's letter. It's mm. like there's a million things that have. I'm against you, Russell. Sandra burning his hat. Yep. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a great season, um, and I think one of the great 
introductory seasons. If you have a person who you're who in your life, you're like, I think you'd like this. Start with heroes versus villains, season two. Yeah. All right, and the final question: Do you have a favorite Survivor moment? I mean, it could be good or bad, so it could be a mistake. Like, what jumps out to you? Like, what's your, what's like when you think Survivor, you're like immediately your brain goes to like this. I mean, this is, this is not, this is not like a original one, but the uh, the Black Widows move mm-hmm. on yeah. Eric, giving up the getting him to give up uh, the immunity necklace. It, it's unprecedented. It's never been repeated. It's like an impossible mission. The teamwork, it's like a heist movie, each playing their role, yeah. masterminded by the legendary Suri. You can't, it, it, that is Survivor at its best. I've rewatched that season, uh, I guess 16, right? We're talking about here not yeah. too long ago. And I remember in the time watching it, I was like, ah, Eric, you idiot, you stupid fool. You know, the Black Widow Brigade got you, they got you. And rewatching it, I felt so bad for oh, him. Totally bad. They got him. I was they like got heartbroken. Him. Yeah. yeah, he got him. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, he they got him. He was just uh, too naive to understand what was happening with him. Oh, he was he was close. People think it's. I mean, I, you see the list that it's the they they basically call it the dumbest move in Survivor history. <laughs> yeah, which I think it maybe is a little harsh. Like, if anything, it's like an incredible move by all the women coming together and yes. like getting it off them. But um, yeah, do you? Is there what there's is there something else that you would say is dumber, Jason, or is that sort of in the play for you? Oh, in terms of dumb, flat out like a dumb, unforced error, JT uh, sending the immunity necklace yeah. and writing the the letter to Russell, like based on that he was so like his ingrained misogyny was so strong that he was yeah. had completely invented this this idea that there was a women's alliance based off of the black widows and their incredible showing and and of course parv's uh, and Ceri's like activity within that but still yeah. like that was not a thing that was occurring and so then he <laughs> said that uh, he sent the immunity idol and the, and the letter to russell completely out of the blue absolutely Dumb move, especially coming off of, <laughs> you know, winning. JT's. Yeah, he, he, was, like, JT's, he was like winning on the hero he was tribe winning. at that point. And his his winning season was like pillar to post domination. Mm-hmm. Not a single vote cast for him. Like what that hurt his legacy. I'll say. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was a legacy game. That was a legacy game for JT. Yeah, for sure. All right, Trey, let's go to you uh, again. Hit me with your, uh, well, your name, your age, and your occupation. <laughs> three things, uh, three words to describe yourself, and then your biggest pet peeve. Uh, I'm Trey. I'm 37, and I'm a podcaster. You think they would put podcaster <laughs> on there? Oh, yeah, for I've sure. I've seen uh, yeah. social media manager is kind of close to podcaster. Mm. I don't know if they would allow Photoshop boy or meme lord on there, <laughs> but I would love to get a really weird one. I mean, people are going to laugh at podcaster anyways, I do yeah. think. Uh, but I don't know. There's nothing has ever beaten Philip Shepard, former federal agent. Question wow. mark. Question mark. Yeah. Question mark. They hit him with the punctuation. They're like, are you sure, buddy? Uh, that's great. Um, describing myself in three words applicable to some survivor, yeah. chill, adaptable, and silly. I want people Ooh. to know me as the funny guy on the season. I don't want mm. them because I'm going to show up. 
I'm going to look taller than probably most of the people out there. But I'm yeah. not really going to be that big of a physical threat, I don't think. I'll be able to help on the team challenges, maybe compete in the individual ones. But I don't want that to be the first thing people <laughs> think when they see me. Oh, look at that big guy. We got to get him out because he's right. big. No, no, no. That guy's very silly. We should keep him around. That's what I want him to say. Okay, I want to push back on the possibility of you not being chill, which you are 99% of the time. <laughs> the times I've seen Trey Kirby upset and angry are when you're hungry. Yeah, well, oh yeah. Man. You're uh -oh. a real hangry uh -oh. man. So I'm a little uh -oh. concerned that you could be a little short with people out there once you get a, you know, a little rumbling in the belly there, Trey. That is going to be my downfall, no doubt. will be uh, just an occasional, you know, day 14 rage. <laughs> just waking up on the back side of the shelter on, yeah. on the wrong side of the bamboo and it's just not like what you didn't stir the rice now all the rice is burned Fine. All right. i'm gonna go take an angry dump out in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> uh, my biggest pet peeve yeah. survivor wise is puzzles brutal i would be brutal at puzzles but uh well. my real pet peeve <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> yeah it might be a problem <laughs> i know that's why that's why i gotta be silly oh man oh look at this funny guy he can't even do the puzzles what a dum-dum let's keep him around uh also anytime an inanimate object doesn't work like if i'm trying to fix something in the house and i can't fix it i put a cat door on the wrong side of the door here recently. <laughs> Supposed to be on the ground, you know, where the cat is. <laughs> Cut it into the Wait, top. Where'd you put it? Yeah. Wait, why did you put You put a cat door in the top? put a bird door in. <laughs> I put a bird door in. Whoops. Uh, you know, once you take the door off the hinges, who knows which oh, way I it goes? Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. I got gotcha. um, you. You're living up to the silly guy right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, and the problem for that would be like building the shelter. I would want to be helpful, but if it's going poorly, I'm gonna look bad on day one. Uh, right. No doubt about it. Um, as for my all-time favorite Survivor player, yep, going all the way back to season one hasn't been topped in my book. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about an all-time silly guy? He invented the coconut phone. One of the great <laughs> lines ever. They get back from um, some tribal council. They're all expecting to eat their last chicken that they have there, but a Komodo dragon or something got hold of it. <laughs> and he just comes up the beach raging. Who did it? Who counted that goddamn chicken before it hatched? Like, just great lines. He's having a fake wrestling match with a guy there. He became uh, the first juror in Survivor history. Had the first individual immunity win. When he was eliminated, he just started fake crying, yeah. which I thought was great. Even Jeff Probst laughed at him. Then it comes to final tribal council. Everybody's doing their big speeches. Susan Hawk gives her legendary speech. Legendary. Yep. But Greg's question uh, to Richard and Kelly was, pick a number between one and 10. <laughs> Richard was closer, so he voted for Richard. And when he wow. got to the voting confessional, Sniffing big yeah. of the marker. Uh, it seemed to me like Greg just wanted to have fun, hang out in nature. And there happened to be a show going on, which is probably why he hasn't been back since season oh, one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's what, it was yeah. just messing around the whole time. Yeah, that's exactly what I, you know, you heard the stories, maybe read Mark Burnett's uh, Survivor book, which of course I bought and read. And it's like, he was sort of like a nightmare in the sense like, he knew it was a television show and he was like, I'm just going to fuck around with all these people and <laughs> not take it nearly seriously enough and all this. Yeah. 
had the crazy video um, from his sister, and then he sent a weird one back. He was just like, oh, yeah. basically Strange weirding guy. people out the entire time. Um, somebody else did eventually at one point, like, uh, who was it? Maybe Shane Powers invented like the Blackberry, where yep. he was pretending mm-hmm. to have a Blackberry, yeah. which, you know, great update, because back when in season one, all phones did was call people. So <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. eventually got an upgrade. But yeah, there have been other Greg-like characters. I think Tyson is kind of like Greg, except yep. for Tyson actually is, cares yeah. about winning the game. Yeah. Um, which actually is probably a smarter choice. You know, that's who I would want to play like, somebody who actually wants to try and win the game. But Greg, to me, is still the most entertaining character that's been out there. He was he was legendary in that sense. Yeah, it's almost a shame he never got back. Or, or maybe it's better that he never did and just uh, had that, that one hit wonder there. Um, favorite Survivor season then? Are you sticking with season one? Which is like, nah, wow, nah, you watch nah, that nah. now and it's crazy different. Yeah. I would probably put a vote for Survivor Kagayan, which has yep. the Kagayan. debut of a ton of awesome players. Tony, Wu, Cass, Spencer, Tasha, Sarah Lucina, even the NBA's Cliff Robinson yeah, was on this piece. season. Uh, people generally hail this as one of the best all new people casts. And I think that's exactly right because almost all of those players have come back and been pretty good on their subsequent seasons. Ended with a crazy take. Uh, you're talking about all time dumb moves. Wu taking oh, Tony cool to guy. the finale. That was tough. He would have like Wu would have won. Wu would be yeah. a millionaire if he takes Cass his, with him. But nope. his heart got the better of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't his whole thing was like I want to take the best right. too. It's like that yeah. classic. Like I want to beat the best, and you're like Wu, don't. Don't you're not do it. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's so likable. Wu is. But uh, yeah, got the. Best I want to beat the absolute worst. If I ever make <laughs> I want to take. I want to take the absolute. <laughs> I want to take the absolute weakest, starving person who can't make fire anything. I want to bring that person. To yeah. Me. Yeah. That's true. It's true. Uh, and then final question, Trey, um, you know, favorite survivor moment or mistake or whatever you want to pick. Well, uh, Jason mentioned JT's letter to Russell, which is just so good. And the resulting yeah. parvity, like reading it aloud with Russell is so funny. So I'll throw another quick vote for Adam Klein at Winners at War trying to tear oh. the idol off the podium. Yep. It seems awesome. You're like, they should definitely do that. They should put an idol there. Uh, only they hadn't at this point, so the guy's trying to tear a fleur de lis <laughs> off, and Jeff is just egging him on, he, and eventually he, he gets him to like to play the entire podium. He's like, "Yeah, I just want to yeah. play this whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's not an idol either. See you, buddy. Uh, that's a great mistake, and just very funny. At some point, that will work, but it, the first time not working, great stuff. I, I, yeah. I, okay, don't quote me on this, and like the real Survivor nerds out there will fact check me. I'm sure. Something like that, I believe, has happened in an international survivor. I think so. Where there's been something at tribal council that you could, like, yeah, rip off or play or something like that. And maybe that's where uh, Adam had gotten that idea. So, you know, it's you're right. It's coming to the... It's probably going to be in this season, if we're being yeah, honest. So I, yeah. I, I could imagine we see something like that. Okay, great. JD, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, name, age, occupation. Describe yourself in three words. Biggest pet peeve. Okay, my name is uh, Jason Doyle. You can call me JD. Uh, I'm 50 years old. I'm, oh. uh, I'm up there with uh, Rudy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'll be one of the old guys on the tribe, and that's fine. I'm happy there. Uh, my occupation, uh, I'm a retired DJ. Uh, back in, uh, I, for one year, I DJed at a discotheque in Greece, and so uh, now I'm retired from that. So that's what I would like my lower third to yep. say. 
also Trey brought it up. I mean, podcaster is just, it's like, what is that even like? It's, is that even a job? Like in my regular everyday life, telling people I'm a podcaster, they, people don't understand what I'm talking about still. Um, describe myself in three words. I'm, uh, I'm quiet. Um, I think that would be a huge Mm. detriment to my game early (laughs) on because I'm a little, I'm a little bit shy when you, when I first meet people, especially in the, in that uh, scenario, but I'm also cool. And by cool, I mean, chill. I'm actually chill. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and also I'm ruthless. I will be the most ruthless in my uh, confessionals, especially, but I don't have any qualms about cutting people loose. I have no sympathy for people in general on any subject, really. So (laughs) I would uh, I would be absolutely savage out there. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, And your biggest pet peeve? Uh, complainers. I complain. Oh, yeah. No matter yeah. how badly I'm suffering, if somebody's complaining about the exact thing that I'm suffering about, I'll be like, "Oh, just why don't you yeah. just shut up? Like, you, what? Are you, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just take it easy, man." That's uh, so. Yeah, complaining would be a big uh, problem for me out there. Okay, hit us with your all-time favorite Survivor player, uh, cool. and, then, and then season, and then moment. So so hard to pick one. I'm gonna say Parvati, but just because she's electrifying on on camera, her strategy, mm-hmm. her, uh, her her ruthless. She is also yep. ruthless, which I admire very much. Um, and uh, I just love watching every time she's on. I mean, this last time she was she's mellowed out uh, significantly in uh, Winners at War, but uh, still great to see her. She's a legend of the game. So many though. Natalie Anderson is up there, and I love the the underdog, uh, Mike Whites and the Cochrans as well. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that I'm drawn to. But uh, I gotta I gotta go Parvati. Okay. Sure. Uh, does that make one that she was on? Be it Micronesia fans versus favorites. One she won, I guess. Right, sixteen, or is there something else that you? Like? Yeah. Again, Season. it's so so hard to choose one. I'm gonna go a little off the board. I'm going Korong. Uh, brains, brawn, and beauty. Mm-hmm. Pound for pound, I think I found that to be the most entertaining season. We meet Ty for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Aubrey for the first time, who is absolutely insufferable for the first half of the season. <laughs> but then she has this massive transformation, which is the thing I love most about Survivors, watching people's journey, right? Like mm-hmm. the the most unlikely people some will embrace where they are, embrace the game, get their shit together. And actually she made it to the end, uh, as I remember in that uh, season, Uh, Michelle ended up winning, which was a huge shock to everybody. I think it was Aubrey, Ty and, uh, and Michelle in the end. And people criticized that, but you know, when she came back, uh, I, I, I looked at her through new eyes and, and she's actually a, a badass. And I think that she totally deserved to win. Also Scott Pollard, was yep. on that season yep. oh, yeah. and yep. I loved the whole uh, uh, when t- Ty he he betrays Jason who's also a big burly guy and yep. uh, and and Scott and then they have the biggest hissy fit I've seen on Survivor oh, and yeah. all they do is <laughs> they so fuck pissed. shit up like they just went around <laughs> sabotaging everything which was so incredibly entertaining to me. And then finally, I believe that's a season where, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 
it had the infamous challenge where three people go down all at once, right? If, uh, from heat stroke. Is that, is that, yeah, that one? Yes, right. that is yeah. that one. Yeah. I think Caleb gets, uh, he yep. gets airlifted out of there. He yep. was all right. Thank goodness. But, uh, it, it was just one of those seasons where it's just like uh, so many holy shit moments and so many, uh, just, just again, pound for pound, uh, a very, very enter. I was entertained. So good, great. Good. Okay, and uh, final question here: the moment or mistake uh, that that just sticks with you? Yeah, this this moment was uh, a definite holy shit moment. It was not a good moment, but it just it popped into my mind as soon as I saw this question. And it's when Varner outs Zeke oh, at Tribal Council, God. just because. It was just one of those, it just transcended the show. You know, yeah. it was just like, I can't believe he just did that. Also, very surprised to hear that Zeke was a trans, was uh, 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 a trans man. And also that they kept it under wraps. There was no tease. There was no nothing leading up to it. It was just one of those, like, they had, uh, it was so shocking because usually they'll just, a TV show will just pump this shit out of you. Won't believe what happens yeah. in in, yeah. in this this tribal council. It just came out of nowhere, and it was like, oh my god! And then the fallout was it just spilled into real life, and it was just it actually was a watershed moment for the show. And I thought uh, it was actually it ended up being very good for trans people. I think it and and it, a lot of people learned a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, so it was just uh, it was just uh, a cool moment, a shocking moment, a holy shit moment, and uh, it's what part of what makes Survivor so great, man. Yeah. It I also like really pr- I was proud of the way that the cast reacted in that yeah. moment because it was like uh, I did not expect people to immediately come to Zeke's defense in the way mm. that they did, and yep. they did like without mm. any kind of like. Uh, hesitation and that was really uh, heartwarming to see and also I thought that was like an incredible moment I thought Jeff handled that that's why Jeff is a legend because he like unpacked that entire moment and and reflect allowed like reflected Varner's words back on him and allowed him to see hopefully like why that was really fucked up he's like do you not see what you're doing is like really uh, it's not good. Uh, it was what an amazing moment that was. Um, it reminds me, like when when you specifically get into playing Survivor and this whole idea, and they've been saying it since season one. Like, where do you draw the line, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like where is the line? Is there none? Like, you know, some people like like rap battles or beefs. People are like, no, you can say whatever you want. It's a beef. It's a battle. You're allowed to. And people are like, no, you can't. Like there are certain lines right. that you shouldn't cross and that's too much. And I feel like that also happens in Survivor. And of course that line is different for absolutely everybody. And I think that's what makes it a, a fascinating, but that is a, that's an iconic moment for sure, JD, yeah. and, and what sort of fell out of that. Um, all right, I'll finish it off here, guys, just quickly. Um, well, actually not quickly. Am I J.E. Skeets or am I <laughs> Phil Elder on this show? <laughs> Yeah. Uh. I don't know, but I am 41, so that's great. I'm on Survivor 41, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put podcast. We've had, I remember, was his name Kenny way back in the day? I want to say Gabon, like seven, season 17. He was like a video game player. Yeah. He was like a professional yeah. video game. I remember at the time going like, what is that? And thinking, oh, okay, that's sort of cool. So, you know, maybe we'll inspire other podcasters by slapping a podcast on my lower third. So I'll go with it. Uh, three words to describe myself organized 
Um, mm-hmm. Empathetic, I think. <laughs> a very good one, I think, on Survivor. Yeah. I, I do have a decent ability to put myself in other people's shoes, I'd like to think at least. So I think that could help. And I'm going to go funny. I'm going to try and keep it light, like Trey said. My pet peeve in real life, and it might translate to Survivor when they're all walking to Tribal Council, slow walkers. <laughs> always walking the in the front yeah. always god I hate getting behind slow walkers I can't imagine walking in sand behind a slow walker oh my god I'll never get to tribal council uh, all time favorite survivor player somebody already slipped it in there I'm going Tyson I, oh, wow. it, I'm i torn between Tyson and Jeremy who I also yeah. love as a survivor love player Jeremy. Um, uh, I, I think Tyson is the perfect balance between uh, playing, you know, okay, when I play pickup basketball, Trey knows this because I play with him, I love a balance of let's have some fun and like get a run in and nobody needs to be a dick and stuff like that, but I also want it to be a little competitive, you know? I want it to be like, okay, we're not just like dicking around here. Like, let's actually like get at it, you know, if we're barking at each other a little bit, that's fine. I want that competitive juice. So a good balance I think Tyson does in the game Survivor is doing both. Like, he knows it's a game. He knows he's on TV. He's a funny guy. He's super sarcastic. Mm. But then you counter that with like, the guy wants to win and he'll do a lot of things to try and make that happen. So I, I love Tyson. I think Jeremy, I think he's a little more serious or at least how he's portrayed on the show, but I think he's just cool. I just like would Fairy. like to be Jeremy's friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would like to be Tyson's friend on the island because he has cracked the code in being able to eat anytime he wants to. He's like the only yeah. guy that's never hungry on an episode or on a season <laughs> of Survivor. Like he was the coconut bandits with Jervis yep. and they would just go hide out, drink half the coconuts, then bring it to everybody else. And they'd be like, oh, thanks for opening these coconuts for us. Never <laughs> once mentioning, why are these all half empty? Yeah. Never goes hungry. And then on Winners at War, he had like, a peanut butter hideout the entire time. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he just had it on the side. He's like, yeah, I've been uh, eating the peanut butter this entire time. I'm not going to tell anybody else that's out here. Uh, so the fact that he's somehow on a show where like the main thing of surviving is you're going to be hungry to figure out how to never be hungry is pretty <laughs> impressive. It's a good skill to have out there on the island. Uh, my favorite Survivor season, you guys have basically nailed them. I think it's, I have three. Heroes versus Villains is amazing with mm-hmm. uh, Sandra becoming the two-time winner. Uh, Micronesia, Fans versus Favorites with Parvati, 16. And then Kagayan with Brains, Brown, and Beauty, Tony's first yeah. win. Those are those are just awesome. They're iconic. Mm-hmm. But like, even the worst season of Survivor is better than 95% of TV. Like, I will, <laughs> I, I will fight anyone about that. Like, what's the worst season? I don't even know. They're, they're all decent to me. They're all, even the worst ones are good. Probably the the brand enhanced season. Ooh, what was yeah. it? Blue uh, blue collar versus white collar versus no collar. Mm. That season was, I think, a little okay. rough. I yeah. remember Mike eats a Mike eats a scorpion episode yeah. one, and that's kind of like the <laughs> coolest moment in the entire season. Yeah, okay. And then immediately apart, throws yeah. up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this was a bad idea. And uh, and Mike won, right? That was the he won. Yeah, and he should have yeah. won. He was yeah. the clear winner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that one is bad, but still, it's better than most television. Yes. At least I'm uh, entertained week in week out. Uh, my favorite Survivor moment. I'm just like gonna go with a really weird one here because I know and we'll be doing it here on No Bus talking strategy who's aligning with who who's gonna backstab you know idols and advantages and all that I love a good old challenge though and I liked them when they were like 10 plus hours long and I'm talking about (laughs) Survivor 10 Tom Ian and Katie in Palau 
the final immunity challenge, which I, which is really what I want to keep it for. Like, who just wants it more at that point? All they had to do was hold on to a buoy that's bobbing around in the water. Last one left standing wins. Katie lasted for five hours. <laughs> yeah. And it went another seven hours Not between Tom and Ian. Insane. So, and Jeff Probst, they said they practiced it and they thought it would go 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You know what? Jeff was. You know Jeff was hot. He was like <laughs> so mad at production after that. <laughs> I know, and this is the thing. Like, I guess um, what was it? David versus Goliath. Christian. Uh, they Christian had the- and Alec. Christian and Alec went for for six hours right. on the the stand up thing. But mm-hmm. those are generally super rare now. Not because mm-hmm. the Survivor contestants are weak and just fall out after 45 minutes, because Survivor's made a decision to, like, try and get rid of those, like, yeah. super long immunity challenges where it's, like, just, do you have it in you? How long can you literally stand or hold something up? Which I just love those, man. I, I love them I at the like end those. when it's... He hopped off people. at the end, though. He just yeah. hopped off. Well, that's what I think is also brilliant about those challenges, though. What a fool. You can, you can do that. You can yeah. literally talk somebody out of them possibly winning it by just hopping down. I, I love those. So I'm That should go down. down as one of the dumbest moves. Staying on a pedestal for, t- for 12 hours and then jumping off at the end. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. dumb. God. Oh my God. It's gotta be. Yeah. Poor Ian. That's a, that's sort of, yeah. He's got a lot of Eric vibes to him actually when you oh, think yeah. about it. Yeah. Very similar. But they were young. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. We're all going on Survivor now. That's our little bio. We are going to get into Survivor 41 <laughs> here, guys. Trust me. I know we're running a little longer than we thought. We'll break down everything you need to know about this season and then get into the cast and make some predictions. But let's take a quick break. Hopefully it's a Pontiac Aztec, GD. <laughs> or maybe some Pringles we're selling here. Let's find out. Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, back with no buffs, getting into Survivor 41 here. Um, 
I thought about this during the break, Jason. I want to try and one-up your uh, Ethan postcard with this yes. very sexy um, Jeff Probst candle. <laughs> Sorry, I know, the, I know the light. Yes, got it lit here. There it is. Um, my man Jared uh, bought me this, <laughs> and I forgot I had it. I was like, hey, Nora, where's that sexy Jeff Probst candle we have? She's like, it's in the spare bathroom. I'm like, okay, great place for it. Anyway, um, we, have, uh, we have lit the candle there for, uh, for Jeff. Okay, so guys. Survivor 41, here's what we need to know, and I want to get your takes on some of it, and we'll, uh, we'll you know, go around the horn here. First thing is, we, we already sort of addressed it from the, off the top, but there's no more, like, the subtitle or the tribal theme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is no David versus Goliath or Edge of Extinction or whatever. JD, we've got your sort of opinion on it. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Are you fine with this, just the old number? Yeah, let's try something new. I think it's time for, it's a good natural stopping point for something fresh after taking a season off because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so and so why not try something new and, and see where it goes? All new cast, no one returning, and it seems like it might be that way for a while. So why not just like, uh, you know, freshen it up and see what works? I, I'm all for it. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I saw that they were originally going to call it Dawn of a New Era, which I think kind of speaks to what Jason is talking about. Like, we went through 40 seasons... Everybody who was great basically has come back and played once, if not a second additional time. So, yeah, it's time to get some fresh blood in here and pile up a lot of it, right? Like, we're only going to have, you know, 18 castaways or whatever now, so they're not going to be able to bring them back right away. Let's go three or four seasons with all new casts, see who's actually going to be a star, and then bring them back for an All-Stars, because then you'll get excited to see the people that you haven't seen for such a long time. Maybe we'll be able to crossover with some of the first 40 seasons, but I'm happy to see new people right now. Um, Survivor 41, fresh blood has a nice ring. to It's pretty good. I'd watch that. Okay. Here's the big one. Uh, JD, we'll start with you, your opinion on this shorter season. Mm. This is, this is, I think actually huge. And I want to unpack this with yeah. you guys. Now survivor, usually 39 days. I and mean, when we get the, uh, 39 days, you know, X people, let's say 20 people, one survivor, you know, get the epic uh, Jeff Probe shot. Not this time, JD. We got 26 days. Mm-hmm. That's it. They are cramming this in here. Um, I would add that apparently they're getting fewer supplies. There, there's, they're going to keep these tribes smaller throughout the season, I've read too, meaning that the players have sort of nowhere to hide. But the 26 days, are you worried about this? at all or are you like yeah bring it on i mean this should just like ramp things up what do you think well yeah my first my first uh uh thought was oh no are there going to be less episodes because <laughs> of the there's less uh time out there on the island but i guess they could still do a full 13 14 whatever mm-hmm. they they usually do so there's that 26 days is also when I think about it, if I'm going out on a beach for 26 days with very little supplies, that is still a long time. I think these people are going to suffer a lot Mm -hmm. while they're out there. Um, And it just may make the the game that much uh, faster. It's more fast paced. I mean, I've said in the past before that the, the uh, the challenges kind of wash over me sometimes, you know, and mm-hmm. the, you know the especially the reward challenges. I, I know that stri- strategically, who wins, and uh, you know you want immunity and all that, but the actual w- watching these things play out sometimes is just like okay, let's just uh, let's just get to it, 
very rarely am I on the edge of my seat going, oh, my God, you know, they won pizza. Great. You know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, so that that's right. That's where I am on it. So if there's less reward challenge, I also the part of Survivor that I love the most is the scheming. It's after the challenges where everybody we see the shot of the snake and then we see everybody, you know, having their little discussions and the strategy and the chess starts. And that's what I like the chess mm-hmm. game the strategy. So uh, hopefully, hopefully there's more of that. Usually in the past when people are like they're, they've got heat stroke or they're starving. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that into watching people suffer like that, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't like medical emergencies and stuff. So uh, I'm hoping they don't make it too hard for them. <laughs> But you do want it to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't like medical emergencies. (laughs) Really? Um, Okay, well, I've read... It's not about being hard, though, anymore, I don't think. It doesn't feel like to me that Survivor (laughs) is about the surviving the elements aspect anymore. And I don't think that's just because they're down to 26 days. It's like, you know, the first couple of seasons... They would have the big episode, you know, we bring out the mirror, guess how much weight you lost, look how yeah. little food you have. Yeah. Now they're getting opportunities to have stuff to eat. They've got a whole bunch of rice. Apparently they're going to get less rice here, but yeah. it's definitely more about playing the game rather than actually surviving, which like JD is saying, that's the most exciting part. The thing I would hope doesn't get lost is having those off days where nothing's happening. I feel like you could easily talk yourself into people plotting against you. You know, yes. like when you have a lot of downtime and you're getting bored, you're able to talk yourself into, I had known these people for three weeks. There's no way I should trust that guy, mm-hmm. even if you have, yeah. even if you were trusting them yesterday. So maybe they lose a little bit of um, paranoia time uh, cutting out these extra days, but maybe that is counteracted by the fact that you got to make moves one after yeah. another. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything that uh, JD and Trey said. I think that on the one hand, it, the, the, show really appears to have made a move away from like the grueling like you against competitors against the outdoors aspect of it and i think part of that is like bug bites just look disgusting in 1080p totally. <laughs> and 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 i think the other part of that is it's just kind of better TV if people aren't starving and passing out because they don't have enough rice or what have you that said i, I I do like that if they are going to cut back on supplies, that these reward challenges would maybe matter a little bit more and be integrated into like the kind of flow of play. I'm always a fan of like the they hit a clue or an idol or something inside the competition. I love that shit. I love when someone's got to sneak around and figure out how to get it in the midst of everybody. So maybe more of that during the reward competitions would be really cool. But and I. But a thing that Trey said and then, and I hadn't really thought about and I agree with is that downtime you really see and it, when you read interviews with former survivors, they really talk about you don't understand how bored you are yes. a lot of the time. Yes. And I really think that that is an important aspect of what happens. You're just there turning your wheels, thinking about who's talking to who, who went where, what's going on. And that is such an important, like, subtle uh, uh engine of the texture of survivor and i and i hope they find a way to keep that going because you know watching the broadcast we we, you take it for granted how little information they have and how much downtime they have right Right. um and so i hope that that continues but all in all uh excited to see what happens but there's no there's no way around 
cutting 13 days off of the competition length is going to be a drastic change. And I'm, I can't even imagine to st- how it might impact the game at this point. Yeah. Do we know what the reason is? Is it, are they, I've heard rumors that they tried to, they were trying to squeeze three seasons into this one, uh, oh, into this one window, window of time. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. true or not. Um, otherwise, is it COVID related or like, what is the thinking there? I'm, I'm sure you guys don't know, but I'm just curious. I'm asking out loud. Yeah, it's a good question. Could it even just be it's maybe easier to get some of these people that we want to come out for a little less time? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. It's a good uh, point. You're basically asking for four weeks at that point and not uh, obviously much It feels like it must must be COVID-related in some way. It's something about their ability to to record multiple seasons and move them down the pipeline at probably a shortened window. Um, And, well, you know, like, if it works, fine. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't work... Go back. Move away from it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I would approach this. Like, try it out, and if you're happy with it and you get a great season, then, yeah, go with 26 again. Like, no one's going to really care. Us as the viewers at home, it like it shouldn't really matter because you're right, J.D. We're still getting the same right. amount of episodes. It's just there's all that no downtime for the actual Survivor yeah. contestants, which I agree with Trey. Like, maybe that's where some of the good stuff happens because they're in yeah. their brains or even some silly moments, I'm sure, happen. But they're there doing production. Maybe they've just decided, like, <laughs> wow, they're just yeah. bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, we're yeah, sort of yeah. wasting everybody's time. Like, we could crank this up and accelerate this gameplay a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. I think Somebody had a calendar excited. once upon a time, right? Like a calendar yeah. that they were marking off. Yeah. And once that came out, everybody was like, what? How are the days on this possibly working? Because it didn't make sense when the episodes would actually air compared to when the challenges were. Right. I don't know if this is accurate, but Wikipedia says that the reason it's 26 days is that there is a 14-day quarantine that cut into their production uh, time. Okay. 26 okay. plus 14, that's 40. Okay, interesting. Makes sense. That, that does make some sense. Um, this means, by the way, guys, let's just throw it in here now. We're not getting a loved one's visit, are we? Oh. There's no they chance. Gotta, they got to. Well, so what? They got a quarantine? How would they even do that? I mean, if they'd have to quarantine. Right, it's your unemployed... Loved one. <laughs> it takes Which loved one is out of job? Do you love the most? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a Zoom meeting or something, right? Oh, like a right. Skype call oh, or God, something. We've done that before, way back in like the yeah, first yeah. couple of early seasons. I remember them doing that. Uh, yeah. Didn't they have what was the what was I forget the name of the device that was supposed to be like some competitor oh, to like yeah. the BlackBerry, <laughs> but they did it on one of those like Palm Elf or something. Yeah. Like that. I forget yeah. what it was. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on what it was actually called. It was something like that. You're right. You're right for sure. Uh, And then we had, I remember like in Thailand, wasn't there the infamous, they got videos from home? And uh, we saw Brian's wife was like showing off like their mansion and all their cars. And like, I was like, what? I mean, he ended up winning, so I guess it didn't matter. But that was great. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see what they do with the loved ones. Okay, this is big too. Uh, And Jason, we'll start with your thoughts on this. This is from the CBS press release, okay? Mm -hmm. Quote, for the first time, host Jeff Probst will also take viewers inside the action. The game within a game. Addressing the (laughs) audience directly throughout the season, even letting fans in on some twists before the players are made aware. So these are actually two different things. You joked about the game within the game. I think that's almost like a 
a different thing where they're going to like hide a bunch of puzzles mm. in the season for kids to play at home and they can they can just become more survivor fans but this thing about Jeff Probst breaking the fourth wall a little concerning if i'm being honest but what's your take <laughs> i honestly like a little concerning in the sense that we've got a shortened season this if i'm going to be completely like paranoid red flag about it it yep. is smacks of we need to fill out, we need to pad out these episodes. Mm. We're not getting enough. Oh. We've cut it down 13 days and we need content. Jeff, can you just go direct to camera and talk to people? Now, maybe that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. But I think it's on the table and it is slightly concerning. Slightly concerning in the context of a shortened season. Yeah, I would add to that because of this accelerated gameplay. Is there any worry, JD, that Jeff Probst has to almost explain to us what the hell's going on? Mm, because of they need to fill in the blanks a little bit. And I don't uh, like that if that's the case. I mean, neither. I, I think that they have gotten really good at cutting away a lot of the fat. Like it, it the last few seasons especially has just been a million miles an hour, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, 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 now I'm worried, Jason, that you've got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the one thing that I want, if, if he's going to do this, I want him to be in like a hunger game style control room, like Plutarch <laughs> Heavensby, you know, like, yeah. uh, let's see what we're going to do next. We're going to set the shelter on fire or something like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, what is so confusing about Survivor that you could possibly need Jeff Probst to explain it directly yeah. to you? Because, I mean, even when they do this, like, you know, uh, Kelly Wentworth, right, was the first to get uh, an idol at a challenge or something like that. And even then, it's like, she gets the clue, she's reading about it, and then they kind of, like, flash forward to, here's where it's going to be. They light it up with a spot shadow and all that kind of stuff. Like, that could be very confusing if you were just hearing somebody talk about it. Yeah but they're explaining it with the show here. This is, this to me is a little bit too much talk show, Jeff. Like mm. when that guy sits down on a log next to a competitor, I'm like, fast forward, fast <laughs> forward, buddy. I want to hear Jeff at tribal council and I want to hear him zinging people at challenges. I don't need him breaking everything down. Yeah, it makes me think immediately of a, was it Suri that got voted out even though yeah. she never got a vote because yeah. it was a yeah. bunch of like it was uh, Idol Armageddon, was, right? Everybody had idol, one. What, they call it like Idol Train, hashtag Idol Train. Or something. Yeah, right. and then and and then, correct me if I'm wrong. Propes literally comes on and does a breakdown of what the hell happened there because it was in in their defense that was like, a crazy mad one. confusing. It's like what? Why is that? Why are we? Why is she gone? She didn't get a vote because of all these ties and stuff like that and all the idols. Um, Will we get more of that? Because that was him explaining sort of this craziness that's happening. And, and he had like was, a whiteboard, dude. Yeah, he was like yeah. drawing up a play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually liked it. Though that must have been that was a final ep that was the final episode. So that makes a little more sense. That's in front of a live studio audience and stuff like that. Um I think he, if I if I'm remembering this correctly, yeah. he was he was on stage there with the whiteboard breaking it down. But we'll see. I think it's I read this press release and it keeps saying like it's like Probst is going to come on before a commercial break, I feel like, and say, like, what do you think, uh, you know, what do you think uh, Joe's going to do with that idol? Do you think he should play it or do you think he should not? We'll find out after the break. That's, I don't know. That's what mm. I sort of think we might get, Jason. Am I, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Well, uh, well, if it's that 
that's relatively unobtrusive. But if it's like, man, we got to burn, we got to fill time right now because we just don't have enough yeah. stuff. That's where mm. I worry. Right. Right. Um, as for the game within the game uh, that Jason alluded to, I saw Mike Bloom, a fantastic uh, Survivor uh, writer and podcaster. He wrote, quote, each week will apparently feature a hidden Rebus puzzle in the episode that fans can spot and solve. Though it has no bearing on the game at hand, it allows fans and families who have been following the show for years to become players in their own right. Now... Okay, I get this is for the kids. <laughs> Jeff Rose loves the kids. He loves it for the kids. It's for the kids. Are you 12 years old? Are you 12? Are you 12 to 16 years old? You're watching right now at home with your parents. You love Survivor, but you don't know how you're going to be in it. Well, look up here. Wendell used to watch Survivor as a kid, and now he's playing in the game, and you can do it too. Just ask your parents if you can send us a tape, and we'll take a look at it and decide if you can be on Survivor. We'll be back. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's almost having to like do the little math like equation, JD, uh, yeah. to then win the prize. Right, and in this yeah. case, do this little rebus puzzle while you're watching Survivor, and you got it right. Hey, we might get you on the show. Uh, any concern, JD? Well, I mean, hey, look. Well, your 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 sons, at least Jackson, loves Survivor. Well, yeah, he does. Will he and be uh, this? that's the first thing I thought of. Like, okay, we're gonna play this. We're gonna try it out. And uh, hey, I love an Easter egg in a show, and that's what it yep. sort of reeks of reeks to me. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, here's this hidden thing. It's just it's a little wink to the audience. It's a little game that you can play at home. I'm fine with it as long as it doesn't uh intrude or with anything else that's happening on screen so uh i'm curious to see i'm always in naysayers like wow oh, this is gonna this is gonna be stupid but then survivor always sort of comes around and they do a pretty good job of of these cockamamie schemes that they come up with so i'm hopeful i'm hopeful so we'll see okay trey any any thoughts on this the game within the game I can't wait for these puzzles. Just looking forward to spotting a Rebus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, JD, you called Love it puzzles. like you said the hope it's like an Easter egg. Like, yeah, it's on the tree in the background or it's like, uh, oh, you got to pause your uh, your show to catch it. It ain't going to be like that. It's going to be blatant. I it is going to be yeah. like you're going to be knocked over the head with it because it, I mean, it's also for kids. Right. right. So it's like. If the whole idea is for a kid, it's going to be like, here's the puzzle, I assume. Um, and we'll see. Hey, look, we're going to be doing it on no buffs regardless. Oh, who's yeah, gonna, definitely. Who's going to figure out the puzzle yeah. fastest to <laughs> yeah. us for? So that'll at least give us some some content. Uh, all right, final like sort of thing you need to know about this season. I probably buried the lead, if I'm being honest. I should have uh, flipped these around. This is the first season of Survivor to be cast under CBS's new reality show, Casting Mandate which has resulted in a more racially diverse cast. And we will get to showing you the cast and again, making our picks. Um, th this is awesome. This is just cool to see the photo of all the Survivor contestants, which JD, I think you have and you can throw up, but it is pretty cool. Uh, I assume everyone's going to agree to have more people of color, Jason, because you, there usually yeah. is like one, two, or maybe three. And there is a lot more this season. Survivor has been good, I think pretty uh, pretty solid with it over the uh, last several seasons, but it's great to see. Um, this is surely uh, uh, probably more of a Big Brother mandate than, than a Survivor <laughs> mandate, but mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad to see it, and it, it should make for some, uh, you know, satisfying viewing for the people at home who get to see themselves reflected in a Survivor contestant. The cast uh, 
also, when you go through the breakdown tray, seems to tip slightly older than a typical season. Mm-hmm. Um, only six people in their 20s, and then we got three in their 50s. Uh, also got a couple people from Canada, yeah. which is nice. I think there's uh, I think there's two Canadians in the bunch. That's important uh, important representation, I think. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but Trey, yeah, any any thoughts on uh, on sort of uh, first impressions, I guess, of uh, what they've casted here for Survivor Forty One? I love it. You got to have a mix of people, and you got to have a mix of ages because it's so common that it's like you know all yeah. of the twenty year old bros show up and they're like, "Well, we're all twenty year old bros. We're together for the entirety here." Yeah. Wait, what if the women join up? Not an all girls alliance. <laughs> Yucky. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally for it. You know, there's more life experience to the people who are in their fifties. It's very funny to read. Um, uh, the bios from the 20 year olds here who are very very proud of what they accomplished in high school and and then the, the you know the 35 year olds are like yeah I'm a neurosurgeon it's a little different than winning state in high school uh, yeah. in track yeah. I mean kudos to you but being a neurosurgeon you've accomplished some things and seen some things and it just gives us a chance to see more sort of odd couple pairings like nobody would have picked yeah. Malcolm and Denise to be one of the best twosomes um, in Survivor history, but once they finally started working together, they were a great pairing. Dominic and Wendell were a great pairing. Oh, one of the greatest ever. Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. It's like, you're going to see these people finding like-minded contestants out there that you wouldn't expect, and I think that's going to be something that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, J.D., anything to add to this? Yeah, you guys summed it up perfectly. Uh, It's just great to see. It's great uh, that there's going to be new types of people new personalities new uh n- new gameplay i think we're gonna see out of this so uh i'm yeah uh, i'm excited for it the the cast looks awesome it does it does when especially when you start going through it um are you a fan like jd of returning seasons like returning player seasons like where we get the legends coming back uh do you think they're they're generally better than new cast seasons or are you a fan of like no come on you gotta get <laughs> Survivor 41, fresh blood uh, in the mix. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I I do love returning uh, players for sure. I, I'm also one of these people where whenever Survivor, the season of Survivor ends, it's gone from my brain completely. You know, like uh, it's, <laughs> right. I had to go back and look and look, uh, do some research for this. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, that guy, you know, and, and when, oh, yeah, that woman comes back is uh, just like, it's just like she never left, you know? And then, right. uh, so I do enjoy that, but I also love a fresh, a, f- a whole new fresh cast is, it's just so refreshing. And especially after last season, which I loved winners at war, mm-hmm. but this is just all brand new and we'll get into it. But all of these people are diehard survivor freaks. Like they just seem to know the game. Most yeah. of them anyway. Most from what of them. Yeah. yeah. Most of them. So, yeah. uh, that's, when they know the game and they know the history and they know this, the strategies and what's worked before, what hasn't worked before, it just makes for much more entertaining uh, strategic season, which I love. Okay, well, let's do it this. We have one more break to take, but let's get everybody's contestant that intrigues them the most. Okay, not, I'm not asking you who you think is going to win. I'm not asking you who's going to get booted first, who's going to be the star of the season. I'll save those for after the break. But... In the 18 players we got here, Jason, who, and I don't know how much research you did, by the way. Like, did you do a deep dive? I mean, I'm in a fantasy league. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. Which, let me just say, is impossible. It's It's impossible. It's impossible to scout these. 
folks in the same way that you would uh, scout NBA players, NFL players, etc. But gosh, I okay, so not the person that I th- would like to win or yeah. Just, just like someone that, that jumped off the page to you or the video or whatever. that You're like, oh, okay, that could be an interesting Survivor character. You know, you mentioned him. I'm going to say David, the, the neurosurgeon. He he listed as his, okay. like, comp Russell, which always concerns me when people do that. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, is Russell a legend? Sure. Did Russell make multiple final travels? Yeah. Does Russell have a gaping hole in his game that speaks to what actually the game is, a social game, and that you don't try to play that aspect of it? Yes. So it's weird to me to be like, oh, I love Russell is like one of the most incomplete players ever in Survivor history, ever. Like if he could figure out how to build alliances, he'd win. So I'm going to say I'm going to go with David because I'm really fascinated when people say that they love Russell and they want to play like him. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what that looks like in 2021. Okay. What about you, JD, who jumped off the uh, screen or the page for you? Yeah, I'm uh, curious to see what happens with Jeannie Chen. She's mm, uh, okay. a, uh, the Portland grocery clerk, yep. and I believe that she said that her the only thing on her bucket list is to play in Survivor. She doesn't care about traveling the world or anything. She just wants to play Survivor. And, uh, and she just seems like uh, all rainbows coming out of her eyes you know like she's so like a positive person but i feel like when she gets out there she might it's like the mike tyson everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the (laughs) face and i feel like that might happen to Jeannie because uh i don't i mean i don't know it's just uh, as you say uh jason like it's so hard to tell but i uh i i'm hoping for an aubrey style uh, journey for a genie because uh, you know t- I think that it'll be overwhelming at first but I think uh, I'm hoping that she falls into a groove and uh, I just I just loved her energy and the, the one minute thing that I watched her in yeah so uh, yeah I'm curious to see how genie does I'm rooting for her for sure that that could be I mean we've seen it multiple times you said Aubrey I would say Cochran David yep. like the yeah. they get out there and they're like what am I doing what yeah. like uh, even Suri, maybe even a little bit like, what have I gotten myself into? And the you're first like, time for oh. sure, yeah. Uh, but then the story, as the story goes, they they get a little more comfortable and they find their their footing and they go pretty far and become. Usually, they become pretty uh, iconic characters or people at least uh, that cheer for them. So, okay, Jeannie, the 46 year old grocery clerk uh, from from Portland. Okay, Trey, uh, what about you? Most intriguing is the question here. I've also got Jeannie very high on my list because her answer to what is a notable accomplishment you've had is I got the Hustle Award one year at basketball camp when I was 15 years old. <laughs> what an answer. What an answer from decades back. <laughs> I was putting in work. I was taking charges. I was boxing out on the regular at 15. Uh, so, yeah, I hope she does well. And I'm also excited to see Evie, who is the first non-binary contestant mm. um, on Survivor using they uh, pronouns, if I'm not mistaken. They say that their pet peeve is straight up men. And after the way that some things have happened in Survivor recently, there are going to be some opportunities for them to speak out. So I think that will be certainly interesting. And they seem to be a pretty charismatic person in the first place. So I think Evie's going to do pretty well. All right, we're going to take our final break. But when we come back, I mean, it's damn near impossible, as we said. But we're going to try and predict first boot, 
who becomes the real star, basically meaning who's coming back for sure, and who is the sole survivor of Survivor 41. One more break. Let's get some Pringles, JD. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, back with no buffs. Now, we're not going to go through every single person here on the cast. That seems, uh, you know, a little overboard, if we're being honest here. We're already <laughs> running uh, an hour ten in here. So, we'll show you everybody, if you're joining us on YouTube, so you have an idea. We got three tribes. JD, you can chuck them up here. I'm probably going to butcher how you say these tribe names. Uh, this one is the Luvu tribe. Hopefully I said that one Oh, correct. it's not love you? Uh, <laughs> love to love to love you, love you, love you. Love you. Uh, the next one, I don't even know how to start by pronouncing it. It's uh, Ua? Yeah, I guess. Maybe? Yeah. And then, uh, and then we've got the Yase tribe. So uh, they're um, Fijian words for flood, wave, and lightning, respectively. So you've seen the people. There's 18 people. I want you guys to somehow tell me <laughs> who's going to be the first boot of the season. All right. Wednesday night's the premiere. Jason, who's going home? Gosh. Okay. So when I was going through my fantasy league picks, there's again, there's not a lot to go on. But one of the things I did go on is that sweet spot is about 25 to win the whole thing and stick around. Younger people don't tend to do that well similarly uh over 50 they may stick around for a while but they very rarely win i'm gonna say somebody young and so i'm going to go with gosh it's really hard um you know why it's so funny how difficult this is we don't know which tribe is gonna be (laughs) i know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with xander okay 21 years old um, off of nothing other than he is, he's a young guy and maybe he'll rub people the wrong way mm. okay. and he'll okay. be seen as a, and it's, he may be seen as a physical threat. So let's get him out. I think that's the, a Xander from the Yase tribe. That's right. Uh, the long locks right there over on right. the left. If you're yes. joining us on YouTube. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So going with the young guy, uh, and, uh, the, uh, I, I could see this tribe losing, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah keep, it up, keep it up, JD. I've actually got somebody from this tribe as well. <laughs> right and in the so you, uh, you did, And so who is next? What, what did you want from me uh, next? Oh, uh, no, let's, uh, we'll get like Trey. Oh. Uh, we'll do, we'll do okay. it one at a time for everybody. So Trey, who do you got going to first? Boot? Oh, Tiffany, front middle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, she said uh, three words to describe myself. Funny, 
loving loud, all caps <laughs> yep. loud. And that's when I said, oh, you're going to be yeah. the first one going Ooh. home. If you're yeah. bossing people around, my man Xander does not want to hear it. And, I mean, once you put this picture up, I kind of agree. This uh, doesn't look like they may might be competing in the most uh, yeah. physical of challenges. Who knows? It always comes She's down from, to a puzzle, right? You, you She's from Queens, so I feel like I know the, uh, the loudness of which you speak. Right, mm. right. Yeah, she's a te- uh, teacher, I believe. Uh, yeah. Tiffany is there, right? In That's the right. Middle. Okay, uh, we got a Xander and a Tiffany. JD, where are you going for this one? First boot. Uh, Tiffany, high on my list for the exact same reason, Trey. <laughs> wow. Also, the teacher thing with so many young people, uh, I don't know if they're on her tribe, but young people in college, they don't want to be bossed around by a, 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 a elementary school teacher. I think she's elementary school. I'm not sure. But if you're loud and your teacher and you're bossy, there's another guy, I can't remember which one, who's a professor who I think might be in trouble for the same reason. Like, uh, <laughs> I think his wife said, uh, don't, don't be yourself. You know, don't, uh, <laughs> just, just don't explain things to people, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but, uh, second on my list, uh, I believe, let me see on the Luvu tribe, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Sydney, Sydney Seagull. Uh, mm. she is the, from the left to the third in from the left. In okay. The back there. Mm. Uh, reason being, uh, I heard her talking in her little blurb. Just uh, when she referred to herself as sexy, I don't like that. Uh, you know, it may be true, but I, I don't like it. Uh, the, and uh, that things come easy to me. And my my parents have given me such a huge uh, opinion of myself. And I think that could be very problematic on a on a tribe, um, uh, you know, just because it's it'll just be annoying. Um, that said, looking at this tribe, I don't think they're going to lose the first challenge. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got, this is the tribe with the uh, NFL player. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, in, in um, Danny, Danny, Danny McRae. Uh, but you, you never know. We don't know what the, what you it is. Know. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time, like I said, it ends in a, in a puzzle and it's like, whoever just pooches that uh, they'll be going to tribal council. Okay. Um, you got to go back to the uh, Yase tribe for me guys. Oh. Yase. <laughs> not but I'm not, Yase. I'm not picking Xander and I'm not picking Tiffany. I think it's going to be David, the neurosurgeon. Oh. I think he, as a, I assume a very intelligent guy, may not be the best people person uh, and maybe getting a little bossy. Because here's the other thing, yeah. right? Not only do you, you have to lose a challenge probably to, to, to get there to then be voted out, but we're talking like from day one on Survivor, we're building, we're building our shelter, we're, we yeah. got to get our things all in order like you know who's in charge of this and you get those bossy people mm-hmm. that are really good in real life and in the profession and they're you know they they got to where they are for a reason but that can backfire uh very easily on survivor so i just think i i'm just you know throwing a dart at the dartboard here and saying david is uh is the first one out just looking at this picture trying to judge trying to gauge the energy between david and tiffany i <laughs> I want to say there's there's some friction there. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, shades shades of another David David Sampson who was the Marlins yeah, GM yeah. that was yes. the first boot in Kagiyan. Mm. Very similar dynamic. This extremely high achieving person, super smart, used to running an organization, <laughs> got into the tribe and was immediately first on the block. Goodbye. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so a will lot of somebody us- say to him? 
It's not brain surgery, David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, We're just oh, voting sorry. here. Yeah. Oh, oh there's got to so. be an episode titled uh, It's Not Brain Surgery yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You can book that. Uh, okay, as we start to wrap this up, uh, I'm just going to jam these two together so you can give me two names if you really want to. We're looking for the season star. Like, who do you think is going to come out of this as like a fan favorite? And maybe that's also the winner. So if you only have an answer to the one of them, I mean, we need a winner, but you can also give me a season star. Jason, how about it? Um, I'm going to go for star. I'm going to go with Erica Kasupanan based on nothing other than Kasupanan's a, a Filipino, a very common name in the Philippines. And I think hey. she's, uh, therefore I'm going to assume that she's Filipino and therefore I'm pulling for her. That's it. She's from uh, Toronto like too. Her. Yeah. I, I liked her. I liked her little bio as well. And, and she seems like a charming and a high achieving, highly energetic person for the winner. I'm going to go with Richard Foy. He is the flight attendant, mm-hmm, 31 yep. years old, from Linwood, Washington. And I just feel like that profession means you're watching people all the time. You're catching vibes. You're seeing who's happy, mm-hmm. who's unhappy, who's anxious, who needs something. You're used to being in observation mode, and I think that's going to serve him very well. And so that, listen, again, it's so hard to know who's going to win from this stage, but I'm going to pick Richard. Okay, he, uh, he. I feel like he's gonna give some banger confessionals yeah. too. Like you, know, like as a flight attendant, you can only imagine like they're incredible at like they're helping people, they're serving people, they're getting attitude from people, and then they yeah. go to the back or to the front of the plane. Like, can you believe that dickhead yeah. in sixteen E <laughs> with the big forehead and won't stop sweat? Like, I don't know. I'm 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 obviously uh, stereotyping a flight attendant that they do that, but I just got a good vibe that he's gonna like drop bangers in confessionals. I like that pick. Uh, but you're going for him as a winner, which is I'm going uh, for him to win. Which is very very bold. Yeah, we'll throw him up here. Uh, I believe. Do I have the right try? No, I second green tank yeah. top. Yep. Oh, I do. I do. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there he is in the green tank top, uh, repping for uh, looking like Dominic Toretto there in a green tank top. <laughs> um, to bring it back to uh, Fast Furious. Okay, uh, JD, let's go to you next as we take this down. Um, again, someone you're either cheering for and then who you think going to win this thing. Okay, so I'm. Uh, it's I'm cheering for both of these people to so who I think is going to be a star. I don't even let me see here. Uh, the Ua tribe. It's uh, Sarah Wilson, who I believe is in the, uh, r- the right, uh, the left, first woman to the left. I guess. Okay. <laughs> front row <laughs> yeah. or back row is what we want to do. Uh, front row. Sorry. Okay, front row. There we go. Uh, she is a long distance swimmer. And, uh, you know, I'm partial to swimmers. I was a swimmer myself. And uh, <laughs> just, you know, to be a long-distance swimmer, you have to have endurance. You have to have some stamina. Mm-hmm. Also graduated MIT. So I just have a good feeling about her. I, You know, she's young, but I think she's smart. And she just – she's. I think she's tougher than she looks. So I, w- I think she was is going to emerge as a star of this game. And – the winner of the game, I think it's on the, she's on the same tribe. Yes, Chantel Smith, right next to her. Yep. She is the Canadian pastor. Um, she's just had a rough life, basically. So I think she's tough as nails as well. She was in a gang, apparently. So I think she is not to be trifled with. Uh, and listening to her talk, I think she can read people. And uh, I just think she's going to be good. I don't. I think she's going all the way. And it's a total homer pick because, uh, 
you know, she's can she's Canadian, so right, right. I I always want to pick somebody who I want to root for. But I'm uh, I'm very very high on Ricard as well. Uh, my, I one of my best friends is a is a gay guy as well who worked as a flight attendant and skeets. You are a hundred percent right. Lots of hilarious confessionals, I think, coming yeah. our way. When I'm really looking forward to that. But honestly, he's uh, he seems so charming that I think he might be a threat, and I think he's not going to make it to the end. I think people are going to be wow. wise to that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Look, hey, we need to say this. We haven't had a female winner since 34. Game changers. Wow. Sarah, yeah. We are on a crazy. crazy male run here with Ben, Wendell. Shout out to Wendell, our guy. Nick, Chris coming back from edge of extinction playing eight hours survivor and winning uh tommy and then and then and then tony uh for a second time that's six straight male winners uh so so trade do they make it seven or is uh is a woman gonna win this one here i can't believe y'all took my two picks i was gonna go with ricard or shan as my backup pick so i think those ones are solid ones if i'm given a little variety here let me toss a vote for Deshaun Radden on the Luvu tribe, a 26-year-old mm-hmm. medical student, he's coming in with his own nickname. He's going to call himself Devious D-Rad, which I don't know if that's going to go over well. Uh, being <laughs> Devious D-Rad, but you can tell he's ready to play, and that's exciting. So at the very least, he's going to be trying hard. If I were going for a straight-up winner pick, give me Rickard, though. I love a prematurely graying man with a ponytail <laughs> be beat um and i think evie's gonna take home that sea of money at the end of things yeah thank that's you. my my fan love that sea of money oh wow that's is that call. a thing is that an official thing does she well, do that every time i think she's got a good run going they used to do it on the show and yeah. then i know they stopped like announcing a year it, and a half away she's gonna skip this one no chance hey, come on no chance there there is a, honestly one of the craziest and weirdest and most fun things in tv history is that Sia's is just like i like this show a lot i'm gonna give somebody money every <laughs> yeah. year yeah it's like no it's like that's it <laughs> Yeah, and it, start, it, start, it seemed like it was going to be a one-time thing, right? Because I think it yeah. was Ty was the first one, and yeah, Sia apparently yeah. does a lot of work um, with animals, and Ty was obviously uh, had a yeah, close saved. relationship with Mark the Chicken. Uh, yeah, saved, so it saved like some lives, saved some animal lives that season. No, but Sia's like, it was good one time, and it's going to be good every single time from here on out. Sometimes she even gives money to more than one contestant, right? Yeah, like, she split she it before. not messing around. Um, okay, my winner, or I think will be a star, I guess, sort of go hand in hand. I'll, I'll pick him as my winner. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. Uh, I hear you, Jason. You said, like, a young, young person doesn't generally win this game. That's true. But we got three 20-year-olds here. I'm going with Jarius um, Robinson, who is a 20-year-old college student from Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma. I believe he is on the uh, the UA tribe there. He's in the middle there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, in watching his videos, great energy seems like just a, fun, a really yeah. fun guy to be around, and I think that will keep him around. Now he looks like he could be a physical threat, so maybe that backfires on him uh, as the as the show goes on. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cheering for him. I just uh, great smile too, just lights up the camera there when in any of his little uh, talking videos that we saw heading into this. So go. Go, Mr. Robinson. Go get it done. Twenty. He's also old. been wearing puka shells in a lot of his promo shots. Ooh, so yeah. I'm like, ooh, I like this guy. <laughs> this guy's ready for the island. 
Um, goes by JD too, so he's got to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Does he go by JD? Apparently, oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Oh my God, we'll be cheering for a JD here on Survivor Forty One. All right, there it is, guys. Let's call it there. Well, hold on. Okay, Jason, you said you were in a Survivor pool already, but I mean, but what survi- I need to know now is, too, yes, are we gonna? I mean, we got to do something here on no buffs. Maybe we just uh, maybe offline. We'll we'll pick a. I think we pick a man and a woman each okay and then or 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 you know if he's in play of course uh we pick two people let's just make it two people yeah we don't need to pick a man or woman. we pick two people i like it longest combined tenure for your two people you know win something or everybody else has to chip in give money to charity or something like that all I right like it. okay so we're doing Hello. something we'll figure it off offline we won't keep you guys longer than we need to love it very excited for this reminder we're pushing you guys to subscribe to no buffs the new youtube channel and the new podcast feed. Just search for No Buffs on Apple, and we're working on Spotify. It'll hopefully be there soon. It's already up there on YouTube. So go subscribe if you're a Survivor fan and you want to be following No Buffs all season long here. As I said, Jason is going to be with us every single episode. In fact, Jason's going to be with us more episodes than Trey and I. (laughs) Because... Oh my God, that is the case. That is a weird thing that is happening. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'll peel back the curtain. Trey and I, along with our wives and a couple of their friends, we booked a trip... To an island, by the way. We're doing our wow. own Survivor here um, <laughs> months ago. And it's finally coming up here before, of course, we knew the uh, Survivor schedule. So we're going to miss episode one breakdown, the recap. Wow. But it's okay. It's in good hands. Are we? Or are we watching on vacation, buddy? Well, we might watch it. I don't know how we're going to call in. I don't think that's going to mm. be happening. But anyway, we got Jason. We got JD. And I think Tass is actually going to gonna fill in you know tassie will yeah. definitely be joining us okay uh, so he that's seems great. pretty pumped about it too so uh so look forward to that jason okay that's great um so that'll be coming out on thursday again around 5 30 p.m eastern time 2 30 pacific we'll be waiting a day uh or the next day after it premieres there on wednesday night survivor so that's what's happening email or tweet at us any screen grabs observations questions you have no dunks inc by way of Twitter, it's probably just the easiest way to do it. But if you want to email them in, no dunks at theathletic.com. And again, we'll be back here. Well, Jason, JD, and Tass will be back <laughs> on Thursday afternoon. We'll get it up as soon as humanly possible. We'll, of course, be live on YouTube. I can't wait, guys. I'm super pumped uh, about this. I'm, I was just geeking out for the last 90 minutes talking about old Survivor seasons and then this Survivor 41 with you guys. So I'm super excited. I'll end with this. I saw Probst. Say this to, uh, again, Mike Bloom there at Parade Magazine. He says, quote, this is Jeff Probst. I'll say it right now. If you have never watched an episode of Survivor, just watch the premiere of Survivor 41. And if you don't get hooked, blast me on Twitter for wasting your time. Wow. Bold, bold stuff. Incredible. So now is a good time to get in. Make sure you subscribe to No Buffs. Guys, have a great show on Thursday, and we'll see you a week following that. The tribe is spoken.